Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewitt. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Hi everyone, this is Sandy here. Another quick little inspirational episode for you here today. And today we're going to talk about the shoulders. So we have done a few episodes, actually I think just one episode, a little bit more in depth about the shoulders. I think it's about pec tension, which is... um, still very applicable here as what we're going to talk about today. Um, So I'm going to link it up into the show notes so you have a reference. That episode is a little bit longer. We dive deeper into the anatomy and into what prevents movement in the shoulder and how that might look like in asana. So today all I wanted to do was give you a little bit of inspiration in how we might deal with the shoulders in their um, sort of full range. Your shoulders are really cool. They can do a whole ton of things. Um, There's of course the flexion, just reaching your arms over your head, extension, reaching your arms down and behind your back. Um, there's scapular elevation, shrugging your shoulders up and uh, sort of depression, which is not really a movement. It's just the opposite of elevation. So it's just dropping your shoulders down from an elevated position. There's shoulder blade upward rotation. So going out and then up with your arms and downward rotation is again, just resetting from upward rotation into neutral. So when we put all those actions together, what you get is this whole like circumference of movement in the shoulders. So our arms can basically go into this full like forward, up, back and down like you're drawing a big watermelon (laughs) or a big ball shape um, to your sides. And both shoulders are able to do that. Um, So they're pretty they're pretty cool. Um, They're made up of a couple of different joints. Um, I think more than a couple, I believe there's, let me count quickly. There's the collarbone, there's the chromium, and there's the glenohumeral. And then, so that's three. And then there's the scapular thoracic, which some people don't think of as a joint, but it, it kind of is. Anyway, all that aside. So it's made up of a at least three joints, um, proper joints. Um, And so that means that there's a lot of articulations possible. There's a lot of like different things that can move that's possible. So that's, that's one of the reasons why we can move them in in such a big range. Um, Yeah, when we're in yoga, one of the problems is that in most cases, our shoulders are in just a few positions. We're in the flexion over the ears and downward facing dog. Your hands can be behind your back in a bind or just reaching behind you like in um, locust when you're on your belly and you're lifting up um, or bow pose when you're reaching back for your feet and grabbing them and then lifting up from your belly on the floor. I mean, <laughs> if you can picture that. Um And then, of course, there's eagle with your arms out in front of you and crisscrossed. Um, And then we work on the rotator cuff through gomukhasana arms. That's the one where the arms are bound behind your spine, like by your shoulder blades, with one arm up by your ear and the other one down by your hips. And then the hands are sort of clasped at your shoulder blades. Um, So those are all great. Those are all like they honestly they they work almost everything in your shoulders. Um, The only thing they don't do is like sort of smooth out 
all the ranges in between. Um, and, and you might get a little bit of that coming in and out of the posture, but sometimes we like to come in and sometimes we like to hold. And then that in that way, we don't really get that whole like in and out. I call it flossing, um, which is a very non-scientific term for this, but it's sort of that like gliding of all the tissues past one another, which can be really super duper healthy, especially on a regular basis. So for this uh, shoulder episode that I'm doing here, I, I do want to encourage you to add some flossier movements of moving the shoulder blades, of moving the shoulder joint, of moving your arms, not necessarily in ways you haven't thought about, but just moving them rather than holding them in one position. Like, for example, the whole Gomukhasana arms, rather than just holding that, there are so many other things that we can do that, that can really encourage blood flow, circulation, and just the ability for all those joints to glide really well. So one of my favorites um, is called, well, I, I, when I walk into a class, I call it shoulder flossing. <laughs> um, and again, that's not like a, a scientific term. It's just something, um, I don't know where I picked it up, probably from Tiffany Cruikshank um, or somewhere else. Um, and it sort of feels like flossing to me, which is why it's stuck. But um, I know some other people call it the shoulder dislocates and not like you're not me purposefully dislocating a shoulder. This is this is not what it is. Um, it just sort of sometimes looks and feels like it, which is, I think, why it's called that. Um, anyway, I'm looking up, linking up to a YouTube video where this guy does it. Um, and he, he has some important tips, which I, I will also um, agree with. And I will also like sort of reinforce here as well. So basically in the yoga classroom, we're going to either hold a dowel or so a dowel is that big wooden stick or a strap between the hands. And then you're going to be standing. Um, you can go feet wide like Prasarita Padottanasana, wide-legged. Or you can just stand in basically like a Tadasana with your feet underneath your hips. So whatever standing position just gives you stability. And then all you're going to do is grab the strap. I always go wider than shoulder width distance. And I always tell people to grab the um, buckle. And some of our straps in some studios are like metal buckles. I don't know if you can picture that. But um, if you can imagine, you're going to be swinging the strap up over your head in a moment. And I've totally hit myself in the face with that buckle before. Um, so grab the buckle, the metal buckle. Don't make it a projectile <laughs> weapon <laughs> in your yoga class um, and have it just firmly in the hand so it won't swing around. Then the other hand's gonna go wider than shoulder width distance on the strap. Then all you're gonna do is bring those arms up and over your ears, watch for thoracic popping up. So that's like the chest popping up um, and your back arching. So just, you can just sort of a little bit correct for that by drawing the front ribs down and in. And then you're going to go all the way past that sort of feeling like dislocation point. You can shrug your shoulders up. That's totally fine. Um, so pass behind your ears. Give yourself more strap if it doesn't go. Bend the elbows if it doesn't go naturally. And then bring the strap to behind your hips. Then from there, you're going to trace the same trajectory. So put some tension in the strap. Pull the strap apart like, like you're pulling the strap apart. Hold it nice and taut between the hands. And then go up behind your ears and then forward of the ears and then down to the fronts of your hips and I like to do that maybe like 10 to 15 times 
um, and pretty slowly. So this is one where it's nice to go with the breath because then you can sort of start to examine all the, the naughty, sticky, gummy areas. And the only thing I encourage with people here is just don't stay still for the first few rounds. My purpose a lot of the time is to just move past and glide past those sticky areas. Um, and if there is like a really, really stuck area, maybe hold it for a little bit longer. But let do make sure that like everyone's gliding for a little bit of time, like for the first 10 rounds at first, and then maybe the next five, you give them the option to like stay still into the gummy area and just see how that feels. And you don't have to stay for long in any of the gummy, gummy areas. Um, yeah. So one of the things I've been doing recently is taking that flossing in that wide-legged stance. So you're standing upright, the legs are wide, um, and you're doing that flossing action, mindful of the ribs, mindful that you're not overarching the back, and allowing for this full range of shoulder movement, including elevation, upper rotation, depression, and downward rotation of the scapula. And then after I've done a few of those, then I just ask them to take the, the strap out of the way and come into like a warrior two. The legs are already conveniently placed. And then we'll just take those arms off to the sides. And usually there is like the sensation of like, oh, the arms are easier to carry, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so it's like the arms are just sort of hovering and floating there with this like easier to hold up kind of feeling um, and that's sometimes really nice to point out to the class just like you look look at that immediate difference that you can make in the shoulders um, with repeated practice this kind of shoulder flossing it, it has definitely made a difference within my shoulders I definitely feel less of the forward shoulder posture that comes with working at a desk doing podcasts all day editing writing you know any desk work and we all have desk work so even if you don't have a desky job the tendency of the shoulders are to fall forward so everyone is going to benefit from this this is well of course outside of like like a big fracture in the collarbone um that's definitely something i would stay away from or like if you've previously dislocated a shoulder and it's not properly healed yet i would definitely stay away from this um but other than that um most other cases, this should be fine. Of course, any other neck or spinal injuries, you also want to make sure you're cleared for exercise and cleared for full range of shoulder flossing. Now, before we come into this full shoulder, this is not something I would do with a body cold. Yeah. So this means that the body does need to be a little bit warmed up. The the juices should be flowing first. So I would do a, some sort of warm up through the entire body. Maybe it's... Um, Maybe it's like a sun salutation, really nice and simple. Maybe it's just like you're in a lunge and you're just circling the shoulder without anything, like no strap, just circling it in the air. Maybe you're doing a few rounds of warrior ones. Maybe you're doing a few um, standing balancing postures, just something to get the blood flowing, maybe a few down dogs. Um, but do get the blood flowing before you do these 10 to 15 rounds of the shoulder flossing. Oh, the other nice one mentioning down dog is that this, this flossing does help relieve the lats. So sometimes doing a down dog before you do the flossing and then doing a down dog after you do the flossing, you can feel a difference in just the ease of the down dog, the stability, the ability for other muscles to tap in and hold you in down dog rather than the tightness of the lats, just sort of preventing your down dog from being really, really stable and free. Um, 
I think that's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, because this is a shoulder thing, you can do the flossing in many, many postures, like I mentioned before. I've done it in um, wide-legged. I've done it in standing. I've even done it in a low lunge. Um, but for that one, you just want to be careful that people's arms aren't going to you know, tap against one another. If you're in a busy class, if you're at home, uh, just make sure you don't hit, <laughs> hit your furniture. <laughs> um yeah, but I think that's all I have to say. It's a it's a really good one. I love doing it regularly. Um, it seems like my classes have all benefit from, benefited from it greatly. Um, so give it a go. Leave us a few messages either on Insta, on Facebook. You can even email us. We're happy to um, see how you're doing with all of the stuff we give you here. And yeah, <laughs> tune in soon. We'll be back soon with another episode as always. And I hope you all have a lovely day and happy, healthy shoulders. Have a great one, guys. Bye.